0: They look like an SEC defense, you know, the edge players are big, they're going to rotate some bunch of guys, and the guys that come in don't look much different than the ones that just ran off the field.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ultimate Insider, Bear Insiders podcast. I am Mike Pulaski. Today we are talking football. It is the home opener for the Bears Memorial Stadium, and we are bringing the SEC to town. Auburn, 7.30 p.m. It is a big game for Cal in that the SEC is seen as a power conference, which it is. It's been the national championship, you know, almost every single time for the last several years. The SEC always sends a representative. SEC is always in the discussion. And so Auburn, a team that recently won a national championship, I say recently, 2010, Is still considered a powerhouse. However, they are not the Auburn that won that national championship. Matter of fact, last three years, their record has been 17 and 19. And so they don't accept that down in Alabama. They have brought in a new head coach in Hugh Freeze, formerly from Ole Miss, got in some trouble down there, recruiting issues, and then issues in terms of credit cards and escort services and all that. So, ended up at Liberty. Liberty was really good. Ended up 10-1 and 1 for a season. Comes back as the head coach now for the Auburn Tigers. So, Auburn 2.0 under Hugh Freeze. Going to see what they can do differently up front. Trying to change the entire structure of that team. They are big. They're physical. They are an SEC team. I will be talking to head coach Justin Wilcox shortly. We talked about Auburn, their structure, their talent, all of that with his Preview of the Tigers. But here's a look at how I see this team. Let's start on defense. They say that you win championships with defense. And even as a quarterback, I believe that to be the case. Defense keeps you in games. And as long as they keep you in games, it gives you an opportunity to score points. Auburn's defense is right now in transition. They have two of the best cover corners in the SEC. Both of their corners are preseason SEC members. One of them, who is a he has all the ball skills. He has all the skills. It's Nehemiah Pritchett. He is fast. He is long. He is tall. He has a ton of tools. He is probably going to be a Sunday player at that corner position. Very talented, and he can go get the ball like a receiver, which is always dangerous as a quarterback because from time to time, you're trying to throw those take a chance balls, give your receiver a chance balls. And so when you're throwing to a guy who has great ball skills, you have to be aware of that, throwing against Pritchett. He's a very good football player on the outside. He's a guy who is going to – he can be a shutdown corner if they get to it, if they end up playing a lot of man. DJ James is on the other side. They list him at 6'1", 162, which would be super slender. He's probably a little smaller than that, probably around 5'11". He is a transfer in from Oregon. He is fast. He's a good cover guy. He does not have the same ball of skill. So today, as I watch this game, and if I'm thinking Cal's going to take some shots down the field one-on-one, if they get that man matchup outside, I'm thinking they're going to take shots at DJ James over Pritchett because of the ability to play that football in the air. Up front, Auburn is not the team that they have been in the past. One of the huge things, and we'll talk about on the offensive side shortly, that Hugh Freeze did when he came in, to Auburn, is to recruit transfer portal linemen. He wanted big boys, offensively, defensively. He wanted to get guys into the program that could make a huge impact right away. The game is won and lost up front. So, if defense wins championships and the game is won and lost in the pit, having a great defensive line is a huge difference maker. I think Cal fans saw that last week versus North Texas. Having a group up front that can affect the play, not just by rushing the passer, which is super important, but also by being disruptive in the run game. Brett Johnson was disruptive in the run game. Didn't have a ton of stats, but when you watch him on film, NFL scouts were drooling because of what he did in the run game during his 20 snaps last week. Auburn is looking for dudes at that spot. One guy who's going to stand out for them up front, number 50, Marcus Harris. He was described to me by one of the Auburn people as a dog. This is a go-get-it guy. He's a transfer from Kansas. He comes in just under 300 pounds, but he's physical. He plays that three technique. He'll get off the ball. He can be disruptive. That's the one dude up front who they have who can really be a difference maker on that defensive line. So generally, when you have great cover corners, if you have a good defensive line to go with it, passing is tough because they can man you up outside, They can play the game inside with safeties and linebackers, and they can get after the passer, so it makes it tough. Auburn right now looking for that identity on the defensive line. One dude in Harris, how much of a difference does he make? We'll have to see in the game tonight, but he is a dog. He is a good football player on that interior defensive line. The linebacker core, very similar. Elijah McAllister is a transfer in from Vandy. Now, here's a guy, Hugh Freeze has been all about leadership. He transfers in from Vandy, and immediately he goes to SEC media days. Now, that's a big honor, and you give it to guys who are going to be captains, who are team leaders, who have been around for a while. This guy just transferred in to Auburn, and he immediately goes to media days. So, he's a veteran. He's going to give some leadership. He can roam the field. He can rush the passer a little bit, but he's a very physical, strong leader on the outside at that linebacker position. So, depth... Their secondary is probably the strength of their defense. Their front seven is not. Last week versus UMass, they gave up 140 yards on the ground. That is a lot of yardage against an inferior opponent to be giving up. I think it was just over six yards per carry, something like that. So they, they need to shore up their run game inside. Cal's hoping that they don't. Obviously, Cal ran for 357 last week. That's a huge deal. And Coach Hugh Freeze actually talked about Jay Knott this week and said they give him the ball and he can do it all. You don't even have to block that well for him, and he's going to find holes. So if Cal wants to run the football, if they can find some holes, if they can just give Jay Knott a seam, it can be a difference maker in this game. If you can establish the run, if you can run the ball, it opens up your pass game as well. Now let's switch over to the offensive side of the ball. This is an interesting side for me. Hugh Freeze, when he takes over, he hires Philip Montgomery as the offensive coordinator. Philip Montgomery was the offensive coordinator in Baylor and down at Houston uh, with some incredible passing quarterbacks and and some really good high-powered offenses down there. And so what he's trying to get to is very similar to what Mike Blesch, uh, as the running game coordinator, what he learned under, because he was at Houston before, and so, he is, he is learning that same type of system. It is a power run game inside when you get the box numbers right, and then matching numbers on the outside. So, it can be a high-speed, fast-paced, uh, up-tempo offense that can spread you out or pound it inside when it's run properly. That's what Auburn is trying to get to, stretching defenses, finding those weak points, and all as you watch a game of football and as you're designing offense, understand that what you are trying to do on offense is create a leverage point in the defense, one spot where one player has to make a decision and no matter which decision they make, they're wrong. You're giving two receivers on one or having him fill a zone or you're running an RPO, run pass option where you're giving a fake and you're looking to that outside linebacker if he fills You've got a pass behind him. If he stays back, you hand the ball off, and now you have a numbers advantage in the run game. And so you're trying to find that one place where you can create leverage in that play that gives you the advantage on offense. This offense, the way that they want to run it, is fast, much like Cal's, much like Coach Spavadol does. is It's fast, it's making you make quick decisions, it's making you make bad decisions, and it's creating numbers, advantages for you through formation, sets, tempo, all those things. So eventually, if they get the personnel they want, and they're well on their way over 40 transfers in this year, then they can have an offense that's explosive, that's high-producing, that turns out a lot of yards. They had Case Keenum when he was down in Houston, Coach Montgomery did, who ended up becoming the nation's all-time leading passer at Houston. So he was a really good quarterback, obviously ended up playing in the league for quite a while. But that tells you what they're trying to do. They want to run the ball with the power running game, a little counter GT, which is when you pull guard and tackle. That's the GT part for those of you at home. And then they also want to uh, use some inside zone, zone ISO, which you you hear about inside zone a lot. Zone ISO almost makes it like a gap scheme run where you double team at the nose, and then you bring somebody through to isolate the ISO on the linebacker. So a little bit of scheme for you, probably a little more than you wanted, but that's what they do up front in terms of the run game. They're trying to stretch you in the pass game on the outside. We talked about the line, how Coach Freeze was trying to augment his line. There, Four out of five starters on that offensive line this year are new faces to Auburn. And that is generally a huge chunk of dudes to be replacing on the offensive line. It would make you feel like you're at a disadvantage. But these guys are all transfers in. These guys are coming from other schools. They have experience. They're proven players. And so Coach Freeze actually has a big, solid offensive line up front in that these guys are all over 300 pounds. They can move. You know, a lot of 6'4, 6'5, 320, 330 guys up there. And it was described to me as this looks like an SEC line. And when you watch them on film, they definitely look like an SEC line. Their starting running back from last year, Jarquez Hunter, who was a guy who, had, who was very explosive for Auburn, has not played this year. He's been suspended under some university policies, though they're being very cryptic about it. There was an off-season uh, video, according to the internet, that was um, violating university rules. And so uh, he, that got out on social media. And that was a problem for them. He has not played yet, though he is still in the program. According to some, there's speculation over whether he's going to play every week. I don't know if we'll see him this week. But if they do, he is an asset for them. He runs hard. He runs fast. He's strong. You know, 5'10", 209 pounds. He's a little bit of a bowling ball. Strong weight room type of back. He is a guy that, that can be a change for them. That can give them a little extra explosive spark on offense. Finally, let's talk quarterback play. Right now, Auburn, this is the main guy is Peyton Thorne. He's a transfer from Michigan State. He is out of Illinois as a quarterback in high school. Interesting little side note, his number one receiver when he was a senior is Cal's starter for week one, Sam Jackson. So Sam Jackson, Peyton Thorne, go back to high school together. They know each other. But Peyton Thorne is a guy that Hugh Freeze brought in because of his experience. He's a leader. He's a guy that can be a steady hand in terms of running the offense. And Coach Freeze liked that in the quarterback. He throws well enough. He can run a little bit, but he is not the true dual threat guy that you look at when you think of, like a Sam Jackson, who's just so athletic that he can beat you with his feet, beat you with his arm. Peyton Thorne, if he beats you, it's going to be by managing the game and making the right throws at the right time. And so efficient, good, uh, with that offensive line gives him a chance. I said... That the offensive line you win and lose games on the front. And that's the absolute truth. But once you get your front established, then the most important position on the field is that quarterback spot. You protect him. Now he has to make the right decisions. If he does that, they, it gives Auburn a big chance to either hand that ball off to get into the pass game, to do the right things, and can get that offense moving. His backup, Robbie Ashford, is a guy who's out of Alabama originally, went to Oregon on scholarship. He is a superior dual threat, though he is more of a threat with his feet than with his arm right now. He's not the most accurate passer, but he is crazy athletic, and they played both in game one, and I expect that they will have a package for Robbie Ashford. He is a type of athlete that is so athletic, you cannot keep him off the field. So they find a way, wildcat, they find a way to sub him in, to give him reps at that quarterback position, which, by the way, is a... Huge piece of keeping your players these days, too, with the transfer portal, NIL, everything going on in college football. Coaches are now always trying to recruit the players they have on their own team to keep the guys that they like. And so they're going to give Robbie Ashford some playing time at that quarterback spot to see if they can keep him in the system. Crazy athletic. He can make plays with his feet, he can throw too. But I think right now in his development, he is a much bigger threat with his feet than he is with his arm receivers, they have some SEC speed, they can go get it, but it'll come down to good decision making and protection for the quarterbacks up front. Okay, that's the offense and the defense. A big piece of this game for the Bears, for both of these teams really, is developing the confidence. There's a lot of unknown for both teams. A win in this game for Cal against an SEC opponent coming in, even though they are not Alabama, they are not Georgia, it's not one of those marquee teams right now, they're still Auburn. And so that aura around Auburn, goes with it. Cal gets this win. Huge confidence booster. Winning is the glue that binds a team together. Wins against big-name opponents give you more confidence. Confidence is how you play better. It's how you stay in the moment. It's how you stay focused. It's how you stay present. So a win tonight would be huge for the Bears. It would also be huge for Auburn. On the road, adverse circumstances, not ideal. If they were to get a win tonight, it would be huge for them. Bears, I won't say they absolutely have to have this to have a great season, but if they get this It will help them have a great season in terms of mentality, mindset, focus, everything going forward. So this game is a big game for just that reason. The running back behind him, Damari Alston, played well last week. But again, they're playing against UMass. So we don't know exactly what that running game is going to look like. They're going to want to run the ball, but it's going to be about that box numbers advantage. And so that's where they're going to have to find the match for the new offense, the new talent, the young, not young, but the, the offensive line who's new to the system, new to the verbiage, kind of the same place that Cal's offense is, running very similar schemes, both on offense and on defense. Again, we'll talk to Coach Wilcox here shortly. But they're, they're trying to get a feel for who they are and what they do. I think Cal has the advantage in this game because the defense is not new. Defense is exactly what they've been doing for a while. You have a coaching staff who's been very stable on the defensive side of the ball, I think Cal's defense looked really good last week outside of two plays. I think they have a chance to look really good tonight against an SEC team coming into Memorial Stadium. It also sends a message. Pac-12 in week one went 13-0. Now they've got, I think, seven Power 5 opponents this week. So the Pac-12 is going to have to step up their game once again. We're going to have to see if Colorado is for real. Going to see if Utah can now continue to be good. They beat Florida last week. See if they can continue to be good. Pac-12 has a chance, even though it's the final year, which is a crying shame, and I will do a podcast about this whole thing and my opinion on it and how it was mismanaged coming up shortly. Uh, I want to be accurate and less emotional about it than I am right now. So anyway, I will give you a podcast about this. I'll tell you my thoughts coming up, but... Pac-12 has a chance to really make some noise this week with seven power five opponents. Cal has a chance to make some serious noise. They have the advantage in the fact that they are playing 9.30 at night Alabama time. So these guys are starting for Auburn when they're usually going to bed. Now, Cal players practice in the mornings too. So a 7.30 start isn't exactly ideal for them. However, both teams have to line it up and kick it off. And having that two-hour advantage and the West Coast travel... And teams being out of their element, people often talk about traveling down south and having to hydrate because it's so humid. Well, when you travel west, oftentimes you forget to hydrate because it doesn't feel so humid. You don't feel the sweat because it evaporates more quickly because it's drier out here. And so they have to do the things to manage themselves as well to be awake, to be ready to go on time to get their body clock right to stay at 930 Cal players have been gearing towards this. They are in their own time zone. They are in their own beds. So it should be a big difference for this Cal team playing at home. It should be an advantage. Almost a sellout crowd tonight. Might be a sellout by the time the game kicks off. Be a great, loud home crowd. Give your home team the advantage. And show the SEC what it's like to come into Memorial Stadium. Super important. Okay. All that said, I'm looking forward to a good game. Looking forward to a good game out of Cal. I'm not making any predictions, but I think Cal has a really, really good chance of taking one from the SEC tonight. That said, I talked to Coach Justin Wilcox earlier during the week, and this is his thoughts on scheme, on personnel, and on playing an SEC team in Memorial Stadium. I know that it gets steeper from here. You're going into Auburn. As I look at them defensively, they seem to be a kind of an even front personnel wise, but they play a lot of that odd tight look up front uh, and mainly zone behind it with a little bit of man, a little bit of pressure. Is that, that right?
0: You got it. I mean, you know, base, probably four down nickel quarters bracket coverage. Uh, Then they get into their tight odd front. They bring the nickel three deep zone. They bring the boundary corner and play zero and quarters and they got their third down junk stuff, but uh, you know, there's probably there's some similarities into our structure, you know, with just how they play. So, um, but physically, it's going to be different. You know, up front they're bigger. Uh, they got their corners can play man. Um, the nickel's a very quick, active player. So, yeah, they rotate a bunch of guys in the front seven as well.
1: How much of a difference? You know, structure is one thing. How much of a difference does the athleticism and size that you're going to see this week? How much does that change for you?
0: Yeah, it's significant. I mean, it's just. As you all know, if if the size and the athleticism didn't matter, then it would just be, well, who's got the best drawings on their playbook?
1: You know? X's and O's. It's all scheme. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Coaches would love that, but it's not the way it works.
0: We just talked about it with Brett Johnson, you know, and and uh, so it, it it's the most important thing are the, the people playing. And so uh, it'll be a step up in terms of their size and speed, and it'll be a, a great challenge, and our guys are excited for it.
1: In terms of uh, personnel on defense, their defensive guys who who is who are the guys that you guys have to key on or avoid most?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, they're they're gonna they look like an SEC defense. You know, the edge players are big. They're gonna rotate some bunch of guys, and the guys that come in don't look much different than the ones that just ran off the field. Uh, they play four linebackers kind of in pairs. It looks like the nickel's a really quick guy. He's also a very good punt returner, and the corners play man-to-man um, and like playing man-to-man, you know. So, I you know, I don't know if there's, like, one guy. I mean, that again, the, the front is going to be a formidable group. Um, we're just going to have to, you know, on every play, we're going to have to execute really well and target uh, the right people, get on them, stay on them, create some creases, put some guys in conflict with the RPO game and then be accurate when we throw it. Nice catching, you know, it's tight turns when you catch the ball. You're not making these big reverse the field things, you know, you're getting vertical. So, all those things. And then when we get some one on one opportunities with our receivers and their defensive backs, we have to win our share. You don't, you don't beat teams like this, you know, going uh, 20% on 50 50 balls. You got to, you got to win your share. So, I'm excited to watch our wideouts in those moments.
1: And then talk to me about their offense. They, uh, structurally, I watched the UMass game. They they ran the ball very well, obviously. I think you would expect that going into that game up front. But they have four out of five new offensive linemen. What's your evaluation on that offensive line in their running game?
0: Yeah, again, what you would expect from an SEC team. They're big. They do have a bunch of transfers, but everybody does. Um, right. Right tackle, I think is the JC guy. He's huge, very athletic. Um, they're big. And they rotate, I think, three to four tight ends that look kind of similar. Um we know about the two quarterbacks. Uh, they have a deep running back room. They didn't all play last week, uh, and the same with the receivers. They got a bunch of receivers. Uh, wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, four, seven, eight, maybe nine of them during the game. They go really fast. Same thing, tempo. So uh, it it'll be a, a different, and again, another level uh, in terms of the of the
1: talent we're going to see. And the two quarterbacks, you talked about it a little bit. Thorne is a guy who, who, a two-year starter at Michigan State. Yeah. And they when they talked about him, they talked about leadership out of this guy, which you would expect from a guy who's got that kind of history. And then Ashford, he was at Oregon, was he not? Yeah. So he's super athletic. He's kind of the one-two punch, the pocket passer, so to speak, and then the guy who gets outside the pocket and really gives defensive coordinators headaches.
0: Yeah. You know, um, I think you're right on it. I mean, uh, Thorne, just played a lot of football, knows where to go with it. He seems like he operates the offense very well, can throw, he can run, you know, they'll use him to run the ball. And then Ashford is a unique athlete um, who's hard to tackle. It was really hard for those guys to tackle. And so just, uh, you know, probably uh, not too different, maybe just the, maybe the size of them, but our quarterbacks, you know, a little bit uh, different styles and both are effective.
1: Well, coach, I appreciate it. Looking forward to the matchup this week. I would ask you the Jeopardy question or the Wheel of Fortune question, but it's always the same answer. Protect the football. Don't give up explosives, right?
0: You got it, Mike. You already yeah. Know so, you're
1: yeah, I know the answer. So anyway, awesome having you on. Appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you guys take on the SEC in Memorial Stadium this week. All right. Thanks, Mike. Go Bears. So that is head coach Justin Wilcox. All about the Auburn Tigers you guys should be much more in the know now than you were prior to listening to this podcast I appreciate you guys listening I look forward to doing the game tonight you can catch my radio call on 810 my new partner Justin Allegri very good he's a pro uh, I as always I miss Joe Starkey he's been the voice of Cal football uh, for my entirety of involvement with Cal but Justin's good and he's a pro and you're gonna like him and I enjoyed doing the game with him last week as well so appreciate you guys watching I'll catch you tonight If you're watching it on TV, you can always sync up your radio call, your favorite home team, with your TV game and listen to it with a Cal flavor. I will talk to you guys again soon. Thanks for watching Ultimate Insider. I'm Mike Pulaski. As always, go Bears.